Welcome to the Stack of Stats podcast. I'm Pam Maldonado with Kelly Stewart, a.k.a. Kelly in Vegas, bringing you all of the analytics behind the NFL bets. Kelly, my girl, it is week four, four and one last week, and that's because we didn't agree on anything. Should that be our new strategy? <laughs> Basically, if, if we don't agree, life is really good. When we're like, hell yeah, this is five and oh, we go like two and three. It's like, <laughs> and if, that's if exactly what happened. And then that's actually our second four and one of the season. There's been three weeks. We hit four and one in week one, four and one last week. Last year, we had five, only five, four, week, four uh, win weeks. So maybe this year's already, we're already doing better. We're 10 and five overall. Things are feeling good. How do you like our process? How are you feeling about this week's card? Well, whew, that's a lot of questions in one. I like our process. I was actually talking to my buddy Chris about it. Uh, he and I do a similar contest, but with college and we were kind of just back and forth. Also, we have a survivor and I just told him, I was like, listen, don't overthink it. And we were back and forth on the survivor this morning. And I literally downloaded an app that, cause of course nobody has change anymore that flips a coin. Cause I was like, okay, listen, we <laughs> both have good arguments for survivor picks. Let's not, we're, we're clearly overthinking this. Let's stop doing that. And he laughed and he goes, that's a great idea. Flip the coin. And now we're going with Eagles and survivor. So hmm. kind of one of those, kind of one of those things where you you've got to have some strategy. And I think you and I have a really good strategy. That is my best bet, your best bet. That is going through the other three together and agreeing as a group. I mean, I've seen different people approach these contests kind of different ways over the years, whether it's you, you pick two, I pick two, and then we pick one together, whether it's each guy picks one and there's a group of five, like I'm doing with some of the wager talk guys, there's a, there's a lot of different strategies, but I think the two best bets and then talking through the other three games makes the most sense to me. It definitely does. And it seems to be working for us. So we're going to keep it rolling. So as a reminder of what it is that we are doing, we're making five against the spread picks each week in the NFL. Automatically in is Kelly's best bet. Automatically in is my best bet. And then together we come up with the other three combined best bets are five and one on uh, what are we? Yeah. Five and yeah. one so far this season. My three. Oh, you're two one. I love it. I love our process. I hate your best bet this week. Oh, I know. Everybody does. <laughs> Everybody hates it. I mean, so the other question you asked me is, what do I think of this week's card? Let me grab my notes really quick sitting on this table. Um, I had... Hoop emoji. <laughs> basically, I had uh, I had four games that I even like wanted to get involved in whatsoever. Okay. So it's not like I loved anything this week. The This is not a, a best bet that I'm like going to run out and and only bet. There was kind of like a one A and a one B and I went with the math play and that's the Patriots plus 10 and a half. I, I bet it. It's the plus only game I bet for the contest. It is, not, it's, it is nine and, and a half. half in the contest. And I wanted to address that. So I bet it plus 10 and a half on Monday. Uh, full disclosure, I'm clearly not at my house. Uh, I'm at my boyfriend's aunt's house in Northern Illinois. So I could work out of the Barstool Chicago office. And I just said, you know what? I don't have the energy to go down to the office today. It's an hour and a half each way commute. So bear with me if there's any tech issues, anything like that. But I know that it is uh, a difference between 10 and a half and nine and a half. 10 is, we won't call it a key number, but it does happen. And I'm going to say this full disclosure, 1% of NFL games land on 10. So I'm not that concerned about it. The okay. drop off from 10 and, a, 10 and a half to nine and a half is not that significant. I did personally bet it on Monday at 10 and a half. Um, but when you texted me this morning, hey, it's nine and a half in the contest. I said, I'm not really that worried about it. It's not like seven and a half to seven or three and a half to three here. So this is just a pure numbers play, a pure play on Bill Belichick, a pure fade on the Packers coming off 
that really hard fought game where Aaron Rodgers doesn't win in Florida. Well, maybe now he does. And the Packers also going to London next week is the last one. And I know I wrote it down uh, after the Vikings non-cover on Sunday. They're headed to London this week. Teams are 25, 35, and one prior to playing in London. Now, maybe we can blame some of that on the Jaguars, but I do think that for the most part, this is exactly, we know exactly what we're going to get from Brian Hoyer here, right? Brian Hoyer, 14-year veteran, NFL. Uh, he's been all over the place. Yeah. 21, 18, and one against the spread. It's yeah. not like he's had some really great significant career, but I'll be really honest with you. I haven't been that high on Mac Jones either. Mm-hmm. I do think that this is an Aaron Rodgers led team that is going to go back to the NFC championship. But I also believe that this is a team that doesn't step on t- other teams' throats. Does that make sense? Like I did right. lay the 10 with them. You and I both laid the 10 with them. Um, I think that was what, two weeks ago. I said that they were one of the bets that I did really like. That was because it was a divisional game and Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears bottom line. I am still very high on this Packers team, but I think that this is just kind of a letdown spot, if you will, as I as I mentioned. And it's purely just a numbers play. I made the game seven and a half. So at 10 and a half on Monday, I'm like, okay, I have to play it at nine and a half. There's still some value there. And I know you hate it. And I'm sure that you have some really great reasons <laughs> why. No, but this, I, like I said, this I hate was a tough it. week. There was not a lot I loved. I hate it just because I'm scared of it because it's Aaron Rodgers at home um, and Brian Hoyer, who I honestly, I don't know that much about. Like, I know he's been around for a long time. We've seen him as a backup, but last year he had only 11 passing attempts, one touchdown. Um, So, I mean, and no picks. (laughs) That's good. So, I mean, I feel like you're talking about there's not you're not impressed with Mac Jones. What's the line with Mac Jones? Versus now we know now that the line is nine and a half with Hoyer. So the line with Mac Jones is probably seven and a half. And that's just because this is again, a Packers team that I think is now starting to supersede expectations. Mm -hmm. Obviously I was on them last week, but a lot of people said, there's no way they're not going in uh, to Tampa Bay. And I said, look, look, let's look at all these injuries and other things of that nature. Um, And also I think I can never discredit Bill Belichick. I think I've done that enough in my career where I'm not going to solely just bet on Bill Belichick because he's Bill Belichick, but I'm also not going to say, Oh, well, you know, this is, this is a significant amount of drop off to bet the other side. I think that this is a game where again, New England turned it over three times last week with the Ravens. I had them in a um, a teaser, and I said, "God, what is going on here?" And that's kind of what I mean. That about was Mac our Jones. one that we got wrong of our five, the Patriots. Yep. We were on the Patriots and last week. It looked like they had the opportunities there to get the cover. They had multiple red zone trips. Um, converted. It was just really frustrating. Goals or turnarounds. Yeah, maybe Mac Jones was the injured in in the game, so maybe that's why he's not playing this week. Though he did show up at practice today, so I don't I don't know what to make of that. Um, but yeah, showing up at practice is interesting because as far as I'm hearing, he's going to have to have surgery. So, uh, I hadn't heard anything definitively, obviously. And, uh, Bill Belichick, one of those coaches that just keeps everything under tight lock and key. So at least he doesn't lie to us like Andy Reid. I'll say that much. Well, that is Kelly's best bet. It is the Patriots plus nine and a half at the Packers with Brian Hoyer likely to play my best bet. You're going to hate it. Just how I hated yours. You have Eagles on survivor. I have bet Jaguars plus six and a half and on the money line plus two twenty 
plus 225 and I comfortably make this bet and I'm excited for it. It is my best bet of the week. Um, It's the Doug Peterson bowl, bowl game. <laughs> you have, it is. It is the Jags. So for me, I have a couple of questions surrounding this game, but there was one nugget that I loved that um gave me the conviction to go ahead and fire on the Jags. But both of these teams, I think, I think are kind of like questionable. We have a Jags rushing defense that is first in the league. Well, the Colts, Colts running back and Jonathan Taylor, he only had nine rushing attempts. How good of a defense are you really if you have Jonathan Taylor who only, oh, that's my attempt. He kind of didn't have enough. He's had 21 plus in the other two games. So it's beyond me why the Colts didn't run him more. So I'm not sure about that. And then how good is the Jags rushing defense really? Because the other two opponents that they faced was Washington and Chargers. Neither of those teams run, but it's the same thing against the Eagles. Six best in the league against the pass. How good is your passing defense? You were up 31 to 14 against the Lions and you only won by three. Why? Because the Eagles defense gave up 240 total yards to the Lions, 6.8 yards per pass. And then they got Kirk Cousins in primetime, who we know is trash. And then you got Carson Wentz. So I think there's a little bit of a which team is the more legitimate defense. We're going to find out. But what I do know is that I love Trevor Lawrence, the progression that he has made. You can say the same thing about Jalen Hurts, of course. But Trevor Lawrence, this time last year, I mean, he was sacked 32 times on the season, 17 thrown interceptions. So far, he's only been sacked twice, one interception through three games. He has largely made the improvements. I know you can always talk about um, the Chargers and Justin Herbert. He didn't have ribs and he broke in and everyone was out. If the Jags had let... They could have easily let either of these teams back in, but they went in and cleaned up shop. They never let their foot off the gas. And the nugget that I, the reason why I wanted to back it was because Jalen Hurts has yet to be under pressure. He, uh, the Jags defense is tied in the league for the most interceptions. You can say it's the quarterbacks, whatever. Still, it is a skill set to be able to get some of those interceptions. Jalen Hurts, third best throwing from a clean pocket. 28th in completion percentage went under pressure. Last year, the Eagles faced only three defenses that were top five in takeaways. Do you know how well Jalen Hurts did in those games? Four touchdowns, five interceptions. And now you're going up against Jags defense that is leading for the most interceptions in the league. That alone gives me a reason to be like, Jalen Hurts looks fucking good right now. Who have you played? You're about to find out. Yeah, this is a tough one for me, Pam. I, I did lean towards Eagles minus six and a half. I'm not going to bet this game. And obviously I just mentioned that we have Eagles and Survivor. I'm not concerned about the Eagles losing this game, uh, but what they do have to do is score in the second half, which is what they haven't done. Uh, I do I do think probably, I won't say definitively, but I would say with fairly good confidence that the best team in the NFC right now is the Eagles. And I've had so many people text me that are Eagles fans. Like, can you bet the Eagles to win the Super Bowl for me? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yep. That's how I know that they're getting a little too public. And that is kind of something that I do like to consider here is how high and low are we on these teams? Well, Last year with Urban Meyer, everybody was super high on Jacksonville. All of a sudden, they get a real coach in Doug Peterson, and nobody's high on Jacksonville, who's just quietly two and one and just smacked the Chargers in the mouth in the soccer stadium. Because uh, it's the perception of Justin Herbert being injured, no weapons, all of the offensive players got hurt. 
So no, uh, no, one's bu- no one's buying in to that, that it's a legitimate defense. That it's I mean, literally, team. literally, Pam, the last time Jacksonville won on the road, you were probably in like sixth grade. Like, so that was <laughs> a huge game for them. And that's my only real concern is cer- certain times. And this is more in college than I would say NFL, but certain times, like you got to keep a, like a, a tight lock on your locker room. And I think Doug Peterson mm-hmm. can do that. I think he's going to keep everybody focused and be like, good team win on the road. Congratulations, guys. But now we got to get back to business in Philadelphia. Uh, my two survivors were actually between the Packers and between um, the Eagles. And so when Chris and I just decided, like, it, it was just tough. I was like, well, do we sprinkle a little bit on the uh, Patriots money line if we go Packers, knowing that the whole world is going to be on the Packers this week? Now this kind of gives me a, a little solace. And, and maybe I'll join you on that Jags money line as kind of a, a little hedge for our survivor pick. You're talking about the Eagles not scoring in the second half, and that is correct. That is absolutely correct. Um, the Eagles have only scored 14 points in the second half through three games, two touchdowns in two in week one, and that was against the Lions. They failed to score a single point in the second half the last two weeks. So now either this is showing a complete dominance that they have in week one, so they just like chill out in the second half, um, or there's maybe coaching problems. But I think this is not. I'm gonna say coaching problems, but that's just- maybe maybe the, maybe the, the coaches are adjusting good at ha- good good at halftime. I mean, we did see this against the Vikings, but right. still, that Eagles defense uh, was it was it Kirk Cousins? Was it the Eagles defense? That's still yet to be seen. Um, I'm gonna probably go with it. It was Kirk Cousins <laughs> in prime time. <laughs> Yes. In prime time. Well, then those are our two best bets that are automatically locked in. Neither of us like the other one. It is Patriots plus nine and a half for the Packers and Jags plus six and a half at Eagles. Um, I love that we're opposite on both of those. I wouldn't say opposite. It's just scary is what I'll say. You're, yeah, you're, I mean, you're probably opposite of mine. But no, um, no, I literally I, I literally did not bet the Eagles. I crossed them off. They were on my long list. Uh, to start the week, I thought the line looked anytime we've talked about it. Anytime it's not seven or seven and a half and it's six and a half. It's like the bookmakers like, come on, come on. And we'll hasn't see. moved and hasn't moved. And so that is something that I do think is part of my handicap um, as well. So just things to keep an eye on throughout the season. I'm totally on board with Jags plus six. So don't worry. I do not hate it, but I know exactly why you hate. Patriots. I am going to be wearing the sweet, sweet babies. Come Sunday, come. I'm I, wear just, them, I wear them every Sunday, and it's been bringing me luck so far. So I'm just so yeah. sad that Uncle Andy didn't save you that Jags purse that was still in the cellophane wrapper from the dump. I t- I told you I can find it for like three dollars on Amazon right now. So it's no harm, no foul. So then those are two games we don't agree. You only sent me a really short list, which is crazy. Yeah. You usually send me like ten games. There's only like three. We're opposite on a couple of them. There is one of them um, that we did agree on. So I'm automatically put, putting that in. But I want to talk about it. It is the Cardinals plus one and a half at the Panthers. You agreed with that. I agreed with that. That was my second best bet that I had. Um, for me, it's who has Arizona played? The Chiefs and the Rams. Who has the Panthers played? Jacoby Brissett, Daniel Jones, and Jameis Winston. Done. What do you got? <laughs> yeah, listen, this is a, a Cardinals team that I think, like you said, played some tough games. They had that crazy comeback win um, against uh, the Raiders. If you remember, I wasn't on the game, but it was just one of those, you saw the tide turn. It was one of those evening games. I had no other action. So I thought, okay, I'll turn it on. And part of me was like, okay, just don't get the two point conversion and cover for all the Cardinals backers. And then in overtime, they were able to get the win. 
I like this team because they put up a fight and that says enough to me willing to back them here on the road where guess what they are as a road dog. Cliff Kingsbury, terrible at home, 14-4-1 as a road underdog um, during the regular season with the Cardinals. And that okay. was just right there enough to just push me over the edge. I think this game should be a pick em. So if you throw a little bit of Carolina home field advantage, it makes it plus one, which is what I think the market's at right now. So plus one and a half in the contest. I thought they were a great teaser spot. And I do think that Absolutely. Arizona is, is going to be – they're basically doing the opposite of what they did last year, right? Last year, they started off red hot and then just fell flat on their face. Uh, this year, it's kind of the opposite. I do think that this Panthers team looks a little bit improved, but when you still have Baker Mayfield under center, lots of crazy things can happen. Uh, Carolina also hasn't really been great at home, just five and three straight up and against the spread with Matt Rule. I'm not sold on him as a favorite. Like, as an underdog, Maybe we can talk about the Panthers as a favorite. We're looking at a whole different animal here. So I'm glad that you agree with me here on Arizona. Um, I don't think that Panthers have any bit of home field advantage because it's Baker Mayfield and who cares? <laughs> but you have Kyler Murray. I think this is a really good uh, potential spot for Kyler Murray to go back to the Kyler Murray ways of seeing him run all over the place, up and down the field with James Conner. Carolina's rushing defense, still garbage. Gave up 141 yards to Browns running back in Nick Chubb. 26-24 loss in week one. Last year against, and I know it's last year, but they haven't played a mobile quarterback yet this year. So I looked at 2021 against a mobile quarterback in Eagles, Jalen Hurts. The Panthers gave up two rushing scores and lost 21-18. Running back, bless you, bless you. <laughs> running back Christian Thank McCaffrey you. he's back on the injury list this guy cannot just stay healthy um but he's been on the injury list every week and still has back-to-back 100 yard rushing I, games I love how they throw a video up today on social media of him like running sprints I'm like if he's hurt why do we have him running sprints back-to-back 100 yard games I think it's gonna be a battle of who runs better and I'm gonna give it when you have a one-two punch Kyler Murray on the legs he'll get it done Anytime touchdown score, I love Kyler Murray in this spot against a Panthers rushing defense. So then that's three games that we have locked in. Now we don't agree on anything else. So let me uh, throw out one option for you, which I'm actually surprised wasn't on your list, but I am. Uh, can I entice you into some Chiefs pick at the Bucks? I think this Tampa Bay offense, I know it's plagued by injuries right now. They don't have some of the offensive weapons and own. Oh, he hasn't played Brady with some of his offensive wide receivers, but this Tampa Bay offense is cold, largely contributed to that. But in 36 total drives for Tampa, only five of those 36 drives have one reached the red zone and only three of those five that reached the red zone have they scored a touchdown. The Chiefs, they are third best in early down conversions. Their first downs, their second downs, they're converting into first downs, second downs, touchdowns. Uh, this is a Super Bowl repeat, in my opinion, because you have the Chiefs who lost against the Bucs because of a terrible offensive line. What are the Bucs got right now? A terrible offensive line. And we've seen what that type of re repercussions that has. Brady doesn't look comfortable. Um, he can't find his spots. They are slow snail pace it's not an up-tempo offense and by any means it is the defense that is keeping them the bucks team alive but it's also mahomes who they had their chances to win last week we we're on the colts and they had their chances last week and they just like kind of played a little bit sloppy i think they cleaned some of that up against the tampa bay offense that can't get anything going right now full disclosure i love betting against tom brady in prime time so say no more but here's my concerns. Yeah. 
the Chiefs have something really odd going on with Eric Benamy, with no Tyreek Hill, <laughs> with Patrick Mahomes. It's like a very odd coaching issue. And I, and I don't have like something that says like, oh, I know this is exactly what's going on in Kansas City. There's some hostility, if you will. Right. That concerns me, number one, about the Chiefs. Number two, the Chiefs defense gives up a ton of points and they've always been their liability and their Achilles heel. If Patrick Mahomes can outscore Tom Brady, which by all means they should be able to, Tom Brady has just been horribly, um, like you said, slow offensively. This team has just not shown me much. They scored a couple of touchdowns against the Cowboys scored one against the Packers. Like this is just not a team that's exciting to watch as you mentioned with the injuries and, and they have no ground game going the bucks they cannot and guess because of that where they've time. been all week long they have been all week long in miami had to get displaced from their homes from the hurricane let me tell you how screwed up i've been pam since right. i've been in chicago this week i have been so disoriented unorganized i'm all over the place scrambling now on a friday afternoon to make sure that i have everything done that i needed to get done for this week it throws you off your game 100% and so normally i would be looking at the primetime home dog talking about the bucks i don't like the bucks in this spot at all if you like the chiefs and it's a pick them in this situation. I'm with you. I, I think I, the Chiefs, Chiefs losing two games in a row is going to be pretty catastrophic for this team. Um, like I said, it's already kind of got some turmoil going on. And as we've seen with the Bucks, I'm just not buying the hype, particularly in primetime. Um, you're talking about maybe not liking the Chiefs defense. I'm actually been impressed with their defense. They held Jonathan Taylor last week. They only allowed him less than 100 rushing yards. Um, it's only three yards per carry. So either Jonathan Taylor just kind of had a fluke of an off game or this Chiefs defense is a little bit more legit than it has been in the last couple of seasons. And it's now their offense that's not really necessarily clicking. Um, you give me a pick'em situation with, I know the Bucks are potentially getting back some of its uh, key playmakers but Brady is the type of player that kind of needs some reps to build up to finding that binky again <laughs> he's gonna yeah. he's, he's I, gonna I, take him like a couple of games to get back into the swing of things and it's not like exactly they're going up against you have a bad offensive line well the set the Chiefs right now are putting up the fifth most sack percentage so struggle Brady continue might happen yeah, I'm looking right now, uh, Harrison Bucker being hurt for the Indianapolis game probably cost them the win. Um, and as of right now, he did not practice yesterday. And that is a concern for me as well. But yeah, I'm not rushing to the window here to bet the Bucks in any form or fashion, okay. uh, not only based on what I've seen recently, but coupled with everything else they've been dealing with. All right, so let's go ahead and leave that as an option. We'll have the Chiefs as an option. Can I entice you then in the Titans plus three and a half at the Colts? Why have I been fading the Colts each and every week? They were 0-8 in week one in their history. Fade at Houston. They lost. It was a tied game. Then I faded the Colts again in week two because against the Jags, because they were 0-6 straight up and against the spread against the Jags since 2015. Shutout loss. Now against Tennessee, like I said, some of these trends are no longer trends. They become problems if it's history repeating itself more frequently. Against the Titans, the Colts are 0-3 straight up and against the spread in the last three, 1-4 straight up and against the spread in the last five. Now, we were on the Colts against the Chiefs. The Colts, they were outgained. They lost in yards per play, 5.2 to 3.8. 
Indianapolis has Jonathan Taylor. He had only 71 total rushing yards on 21 carries. He's kind of been a boomer bust, which is crazy. But Matt Ryan, he was still sacked five times. You can rely on him to get sacks. <laughs> and the Colts, they don't necessarily have a big pass rush. 29th in pressure rate, 28th in the blitz. Ryan Tannehill, win kept clean. 68% completion, nine yards per pass attempt. Derek, Derek Henry coming off his best game yet. He had 143 rushing yards and a score against the Raiders. So you have a Colts team that doesn't apply pressure to the quarterback. Spells good for Ryan Tannehill. You have Derek Henry, who's one of the best running backs in the league, maybe finding his groove again right in the nick of time. And they have a terrible history. Colts, uh, Titans plus three and a half at Colts. What do you think? I'm, I'm literally trying to figure out why I don't have this game on my list, Pam. Um... And maybe that was just something I happened to overlook. Maybe because I was trying to handicap on a 24-hour drive to Chicago. That being said, uh, I'm with you. Matt Ryan is my age. I know exactly how he feels every morning when he gets out of bed after being (laughs) sacked 12 times, four interceptions, and fumbled seven times. The guy has nothing left to give in his soul. Like, I mean, he has just been obliterated for the first three weeks. Uh, I do think that... If you just feed the ball to Jonathan Taylor, that can equate to a Colts win. That doesn't equate to a Colts cover to me, though. I do think this is going to be a run fest with Derrick Henry. I'm with you. I I literally am just sitting here going, why don't I have this on my list? I like Tennessee as well here. Uh, it, It makes a lot of sense to me. You know, I love those divisional road dogs. They've covered at almost a 60% clip for, I mean, five or six seasons now. I'd have to pull it up. I'd have to ask Ralph to get me the new data, but it's something that I've been looking at and wanting to back every single week. I'm not a big Ryan Tannehill fan. Let's be honest here, but I have seen some promise from him before. Mm -hmm. And I do like this pass defense uh, for the Titans. I do think that they're going to step up a little bit more. I know that they kind of have a couple cluster injuries um, in the linebacker position, but three and a half here seems like way too many points for a Colts team that just isn't isn't explosive, isn't exciting. I actually think this looks like a dead under game as well. Maybe I'm a little square for that, but I could just see this. If if it just run the ball with JT, run the ball with Henry, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I'm purely looking at the quarterback situation with the offensive line. And you give me a team that doesn't have a pass rush against a Ryan Tannehill who does extremely well when he's not under pressure. That sounds like it's a good opportunity for a plus three and a half cover. Would you like to go ahead and lock that in or do you want to keep talking? Yeah, we have to. And I, again, I can't believe I haven't bet it yet. Uh, luckily for me, it's still three and a half. Uh, and that's what I'm currently doing. Nobody right wants now. to touch these teams. Nobody wants. That's they fair. They want to look at the Chiefs. They want to look at the rent or San Francisco. They want to look at the more. The, at yeah, the but like teams, the Pam, the I mean, there's sharp groups that are sitting here purely playing on numbers. Like I, I'm really confused as uh, this Titans defense stepped up a little bit last week. Like we, we've seen it happen. And I guess I'm I'm literally going, I I make it 20, I make the game 21, 21, 19.5. So that still gives us an Indianapolis cover, but I would, I would literally say that this line is at least a point too high. Lock it in Titans plus three and a half at Colts. Okay. Then that's all I got. Okay. You and I did really didn't have a lot to go off of like you. I I'm like honestly okay with locking in the Chiefs. Um, the more I start looking at this game, the more it makes sense, especially and, and normally like when it was two, two and a half, um, I definitely would have put the Bucks in a teaser. I did not uh, just because of 
the unknown situations, right? Were they going to play in Tampa? Were they going to play in Minnesota? And once I got the text from my buddy that works at Raymond James Stadium, he said, oh, they're definitely playing in Tampa this week. What are your thoughts? And I'm looking at it going plus one, pick them wherever it is across the board. It looks very easy to take Chiefs pick them here. That is the only concern of mine. But I, I'm with you here. I think the Cardinals, the Titans, the Pats. Jags. The Jags and the Chiefs look like our five. Well, if you don't want to do the Chiefs, let's just go ahead and go run through the list really quickly. Okay. So Bears. I've got the Ravens plus three and a half. Doesn't uh, that? As- okay. We're talking about right now how easy it looks to take X team, X team. Tell me, everyone is talking about Lamar Jackson, MVP. He's the best player. And you're giving me three and a half at home. Yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely not talking about an MVP. I do like uh, the Ravens. My Ravens bet to win the NFC North is looking really nice right now. Uh, That being said, this is a Bills team that I think we saw show some vulnerability last week. And yes, they were on the road in Miami uh, facing a Miami team that is, well, now is more banged up as we saw last night, but isn't the best defensive team, yet they still struggled. And now they're in back-to-back road games. I just wonder who they are to be a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite. This is their third road game in four weeks, Pam. Um, mm. And that's where it gets really tough for me, just because there's a lot of injuries to this offensive line. That's what I'm saying. And it looks too easy, so what am I it missing? It does. I don't know. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm I, not I think, somebody who believes in traps, but I mean. Oh, I definitely believe in traps. Don't you? Don't you worry. I'll believe in all the traps for both of us because I definitely think the bookmakers bait you in some of these situations. So then this looks really like a bait. Like, hey, take- it does. Ravens five and zero against the spread as a home dog, and uh, their last five attempts. Like, give give me points with Harbaugh at home, and I bet I've been on at least four of those. Uh, that's just full disclosure. I don't want to say. Th- I would say this is the other game that I bet. This would be my second best bet, if you will. Uh, but I also, again, don't love this week's card. So I bet two games in real life. I'm going to, I have the Cardinals in a teaser and I'm going to bet the Titans now uh, that we just spoke about it again. Still not sure why I didn't have it on the, uh, the my list. Um, I will say this. I'm looking at the trends and angles from the bet on it show this week. And uh, I may have to text Chris about our Eagles pick because a play against spot here, uh, which is a 67% fade is against the Eagles. <laughs> I got all my notes on one sheet this week and it's very chaotic, but I'm sitting here looking at that going, ah, interesting. All I'm right. You, I took the Jags on the money line and I make it comfortable. And I think they kind of win. I'm going to, I'll throw it out there. I don't think it's going to be a close game. I would say that the Jags win. I'm going to do an alt line of like the minus seven Jags. Whoa. I feel pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good about my Jags team this year. Um, I'm like, so more than outside of the, outside of the Ravens, um, I don't have anything else. That's just full disclosure. I wanted to make a case for the saints in London. Uh, but obviously now Andy Dalton's going to be the quarterback. And okay. I would say from a healthy Jameis Winston, he's a three and a half point drop off, but from an injured Jameis Winston, no. And yeah. that's, that's kind of the question I have. And so right now, um, also anyway, faves, that's fine. You liked Washington. I liked Dallas. That's why we're staying yeah, away. And um, I ended up crossing. Because, I just, cause I love those. I love those uh, divisional home uh, road dogs. You know, but that. tell me so though, have, that this isn't the biggest, easiest mismatch in all of NFL that we're probably ever going to get the number one pressure rate team in Dallas against the last in league 
in QB protection, Washington, tell me that he's not going to have just like four interceptions sacked five times. He can still put up points, of course, Carson Wentz, but I'm going to be more inclined to believe that the Dallas defense is going to clean up shop. But just because it's a divisional game with Cooper Rush, that's why the point is so low. Yeah, I mean, the God, could the commanders look any worse last week? Literally, I'm standing in the sports book in Detroit with everybody, and I don't know a single person in there with a commander's ticket. And I'm looking around, I'm talking to some of the guys. I'm like, how come nobody wants to bet the commanders? Oh, I thought about it. You know, divisional road dogs, looking at this, looking at that. Uh, Tarek McLaurin was like the only bright spot last week. This team is absolutely garbage. If any reason why to play against, I'd be playing against Cooper Rush as a favorite. He's been able to be a serviceable quarterback thus far. I just have to wonder when the bottom really falls out because maybe you keep Dak as your starter, right? Because you paid him all these millions of dollars, but how are you going to have a quarterback that's your backup quarterback that at least for two weeks now has appeared better than your starter? There's got to be something there that that I'm missing. And as far as well, that goes, I do, I do think that the reason why they're doing so well is because Kellen Moore has done a really good, great job of play calling based off of the quarterback that you have. The same uh, type of conservativeness that they have with Cooper Rush right now. As soon as Dak Prescott comes back, they're going to revamp the old playbook and say, okay, but now it, we're going to go for those deep passes. Now we're going to do. And I don't think that's the right move. I really don't. I mean, I'm not a big Mike McCarthy fan, never have been. Um, I think that's why we're hearing Sean Payton rumors to the, to the Cowboys already right. starting to rumble. I don't get it. I think you, I think you do with what you've got. Right. And that's Cooper rush and that conservative game plan, but he doesn't make mistakes. Right. And right. I'm waiting to see a mistake be made, but you're maybe right. Maybe the, that Kellen Moore is not going to set him up to make mistakes, which is huge as well. So then stay away game is what you're saying. Oh yeah. I don't want any okay. part of it. How about then uh, just to run through the options, the Browns minus one against the Falcons, another mismatch. I mean, is, I, mean, I can is see the really? Browns. I, I know a couple of guys that are really sharp that are on the Browns this week on the road um, against that same, you know, Falcons team where I think Marcus Mariota is doing a pretty decent job. Uh, we definitely know why Matt Ryan is in Indianapolis. And that's because maybe he was part of uh, Atlanta's problems. I, I, I think this is like a pick them type game. So to lay one on the road is a little iffy to me. Um, this is a Browns team that I haven't been that impressed with. But through three games, they've been able to, you know, at least run the ball with Nick Chubb. Okay, well, then one, last, then, one, then, then one last option. And before we just like plug in the Chiefs by default, um, what about the Rams plus one and a half at the 49ers? And it's because last week, I mean, yeah, I mean. 49ers, they kind of stink. I'm not going to ever say that they're that they're a really great team. But I'm just talking about like, okay, so San Francisco, four and seven straight up and against the spread as a home favorite since the 2020 season. Matthew Stafford coming off of his best game. He threw for 10 yards per pass. And that's because he there was dropped touchdown passes from both Allen Robinson and Cooper Cup. 49ers defense is first in the league for passing yards allowed. But again, who have you faced? Justin Fields, Geno Smith. Those are two quarterbacks that are literally sec last and second to the last for passing yards per game. And two of the three times that Stafford has faced the 49ers, those are one score games. Uh, 
the one game that the Rams lost last season was 31 to 10 was because he had like a broken back, a sprained ankle literally the week before. So it was one of those like caught him in a bad situation spots more so than it was the 49ers outplayed them. Um, Stafford coming off a good performance. I think this is like a coin, a coin flip game, but I can tell you right now, the difference maker is going to be to watch that Denver tape. And if you can get that pass rush, like we saw last week, you can throw Jimmy G off his game. So easy. I mean, his blind side. Oh my, I couldn't believe he gets rattled and he gets rattled really quickly. And I do think that the Rams have that ability. Obviously they're missing Von Miller this year, but outside of that, I think that they're, they're going to win the turnover battle and that's the key to winning on the road, right? This is a San Francisco team that couldn't have looked any worse against the Denver Broncos. And I was on the Broncos plus seven and a half in a teaser. And I can't believe how sick to my stomach I was uh, to, to even think I wasn't going to cover that teaser. Uh, but then Obviously, Broncos somehow came back with uh, Russell Wilson. God, they're they're in a world of hurt. We'll see. Uh, maybe Samuel's Samuel will have a breakout game here because we didn't really see a lot from him this year. But I could see him against this Rams secondary. If you want me to pick between the Rams and the Chiefs, I I, I would really have to bust out the coin flip app again, Pam. <laughs> How about let's just go with the Chiefs because we know for sure that there is legitimate concerns with the offense in the Bucks, and at least and at least the Chiefs have a good defense so far from what we've seen. Uh, So go with what's been consistent, and consistent is both defenses. So now, if the X factor is the offense, even though we'll get a even if there's no Tyreek Hill, it is still Chiefs in my opinion, purely because Brady has kind of looked lost. Eventually, it's going to click. I'm just not sure that it's immediate this week i'm with you plug it in yep let's do it chiefs as a pick uh, bucks. okay so then those are our five against the spread picks patriots plus nine and a half at packers kelly's best bet jaguars plus six and a half at eagles my best bet and then together we are coming up with the cardinals plus one and a half at panthers titans plus three and a half at colts and the chiefs as a pick to the bucks I once again really like Give me teams. all the road teams, Pam. All the road teams. And you know what? Every week I'm going to say it. Speak it into existence until eventually it's going to happen, right? <laughs> eventually I mean, the private out. <laughs> you would think. You would think. But do make sure to follow Kelly on Twitter at Kelly in Vegas. You can follow me at Twitter at Pamela M35. Do make sure to like, subscribe, comment. Let me know what you think about our picks or which ones you are rolling with instead. Kelly, my girl, thanks for doing this again. I will see you next week. Heck yeah. Let's go. 5-0, oh, baby.